Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, a healing journey to self-love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom Wednesday. That's probably really annoying for people listening in the car. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Sorry. Sorry. We don't mean to be annoying. At all. (laughs) This is a special episode. I think they're all special. You know, I say that and I just really feel like every episode is special. Well, it's true. Yeah. I mean, because this is a labor of love. Daniel, oh, man. I love my job so much. <sighs> I love my job so much. By the I know way, I just paid her to say that. <laughs> no, this is not a paid advertisement. First of all, <laughs> I get books in the mail almost every day. Let's Sometimes I get stacks of books in the mail. <laughs> and if you know me, you know I always have a book in my hand. And I always have a stack of books ready to read. So basically, she's a reader. Yeah, friends. It's it's amazing. I just finished this one. Rosie, did you get a copy of this too? It's called Scarlet Carnation. I did not. And why have I not received a copy? I don't know. This came along with uh, Stephen Cutler's. Oh, Um, maybe it's not here yet. I'm sure that they'll send. Okay. It's but I got so Stephen's book. I got I got a couple of copies of Stephen's book. So we're we're gonna do a giveaway. The Devil's Dictionary. The Devil's Dictionary. And you're reading that one right now, yes. right? Yes. I'm almost done actually. Oh wow. That's a thick book. Yeah. You're just plowing through it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I, I have I tune into my speed reader, you know, and I just like mm-hmm. start going to town. But I noticed I've realized there are certain books I can't read as I'm going to bed because Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, maybe we should chill and read something. And I'm into reading all those thrillers. Like, I'm really into Mark Greeny. He's one of my favorite writers. He wrote the Gray Man series, which is being turned into a movie that Ryan Gosling is starting. Just putting that out there for those of you that are into things like that. And any James Patterson Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. book is going to be... Those are the ones that like make your heart pound and yes. you know, they're literally the page turners. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I cannot read that before I go to bed. And sometimes yeah. I do. It's like I've been watching Inventing Anna, been oh. watching it before I go to bed. And then Let's I talk about sleep. it. Oh my Let's talk about this. Tell me. Okay. So <laughs> yes, all of the things, but Inventing Anna, I watched while I had the Rona for the mm-hmm. second time, which thank goodness, again, it was so mild, but I took advantage to watch. I really milk it. If I'm sick like that, I milk it. I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm just really tired. You know, there was nothing. Thank God. I was just super tired and I just wanted to watch TV all day. Inventing Anna. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Oh what what are your thoughts? Did you finish it? I have about 20 minutes left of the very last episode. And I, it was, I go to bed early and last night I was, 
I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to stop here. It was like an addict. And yeah. I just kept watching and it was 11.30 p.m., which is so late for me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to turn it off. And I had the remote in my hand and I was like, <laughs> fighting with myself. So I finally made myself turn it off and my heart's just racing, yes. right? Like, So what do I think? It's hard to put into words. Part of me is in awe at what this woman was able to accomplish. Girl. Yeah, right? Girl, she's 25-ish. Yeah, she was in her early 20s, yes. What she was able to accomplish just via the sheer power of desire, kind of like making this up out of thin air. And her lawyer in his maybe his opening statement talks about how we can all see a little bit of that in ourselves with Mm -hmm. our Instagram, with how we're all kind of curating. Yeah, we're curating. We're all a personal brand of ourselves. And so what is really the truth of it? I mean, that is her truth. And she can't not tell that story because for her, that is her reality. It sounds like. So that kind of floats through my head. And then there's the other aspect of it, all the other stories, all the other lives that she touches and and the way that she swindles people out of thousands and thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. Millions, yes. Well, she didn't get the millions. Right. Oh, spoiler alert. If you haven't oh, watched it yet. Oh, shoot. Ear muffs. Pause, fast forward 10 seconds, but yeah. <laughs> so... I have a lot of compassion for this girl. Mm. You know, I I think, and Julia Garner, who plays Anna in the Netflix series, she's also the actress in Ozark, who, if you've not seen the latest Ozark, did you start? No. (gasps) I took a break after Narcos. I was like, oh, you did? It was a lot. I know. (laughs) That's the thing, right? With the books we were talking about, I need to really give myself some variation because if I don't, I can get very stuck on one thing. But going back to Inventing Anna, this is the actress that plays Anna. I have a lot of compassion for her. I think that, yes, absolutely, there is a little bit of her in all of us, the desire to dream big or create a life that we know were worthy of. Mm. And yeah, you know, it's wild. I mean, I kept thinking about the Tinder swindler and there's another series that I watched on Hulu where people just make up these lives, these existences where in a way, if we can look at it from the Buddhist perspective of the facade and the illusion of our identity essentially is the life that we've created. We've created an idealized version of what we think our lives should be. And going back to what you were saying about Instagram or our social media outward existence, it is very curated. You don't really get to see and know somebody's life from a picture or a curated reel that somebody wants you to see, mm-hmm. somebody's approved of. It's not like we have cameras in our homes and we're just, it's on all the time. I mean, God forbid, I, I would hate for somebody to ever see what I was really like behind the scenes, you know? 
Tori and I are in the middle of watching this Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. And again, viewing it from this perspective of, I'm fascinated by the legal system, by the way, but just as a juror would observe and how you can only make a decision based on the facts and based on evidence. And to me, there is something really clean about this because it creates this justice is blind and Mm -hmm. here are the facts as best as people can present them. But humans are so nuanced Mm -hmm. and there are so many different things to weigh that if I was a juror, I'd have a really difficult time having to make a decision on somebody's life, especially just this specific topic. And like I said, Tori and I have been glued and I'm really coming at it from this perspective. It's like both of these people are traumatized. Mm -hmm. How as somebody that's also been through trauma, experienced the situation, obviously the relationship is beyond toxic. Mm -hmm. And I just feel again, so much compassion for these people. I mean, I've had to turn it off a couple of times because I feel like we're reading their diary. I mean, this is yeah. this has to be so incredibly exposing. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine you and Jorge's fights being recorded and the whole entire world? Oh, no. Do you know? I would. I would oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. It's- I mean, I think Tori and I have done this a few times. We've recorded discussions, arguments. Interesting. Yes, because we both have felt that I said something a certain way. Mm -hmm. He said something. That's not what I said. That's exactly what you said. So it's like, let's record our conversations and let's see the facts exactly as we said it. We've done that a handful of times. And I was telling Tori, I'm like, delete them. Like, let's hope that these things never see the light of day because sometimes we can be, and and it's our right, it's our prerogative. We can behave and be who we are. We shouldn't stifle that. But it's been a huge lesson in learning how my ego, Mm because anytime I speak for myself, I've gone into an argument or discussion and I feel defensive. It's my ego's defense mechanism. My ego is the one that steps in and says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm right. You're wrong. Mm -hmm. And I know the solution. Basically do what I say and everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. And that's not really allowing the space for the other person to have their opinion. Mm -hmm. And so when you're able to hear yourself in that state, in that heightened state, it's a great, what is it called? Like a case study. Mm, Yeah. It's a case study on yourself to hear exactly what your feelings are and to see it from a third-party perspective. So with all of the work that I've done in self-development, yoga, mindfulness, being a kind and compassionate human, all of those tools are here ready for me to use. But just like everybody else in a heightened state of irritation, especially after being with somebody for almost 20 years, all of those tools go out the window. It's like what Ram Das says, if you think you're spiritual, go spend a, a week weekend with your <laughs> yeah, with your family or yeah. go home for the holidays. And it really is the truth. Mm-hmm. So going back to this Amber Heard, Johnny Depp 
trial. It's really interesting for me to just see the entirety of society as a whole, mm-hmm. how people side with one person and the other, how people opt to see the facts in their own way. And look, I also have opinion and I have bias and I am very much like, guys, the facts are the facts. Let's be honest. Like all you have to do is just listen to the evidence to know exactly what is happening. But at the same time, like these are two people that are, again, traumatized. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, it's kind of sad, you know? Yeah, it is sad. So I have a question about the use of recording. Your oh, you're fascinated. You're literally like, what? Tell no. me about this. Well, first of all, I'm wondering, do you decide, okay, let's have this discussion that we know is kind of a hot topic point, and I'm going to hit record before we start going into it. Because yeah. there's this point of escalation, at yes. least I experience in my relationship, where it's a tipping point. We go past the point of no return and suddenly we're shouting at each other and mm-hmm. no one's hearing anything yes. really because each of us are wounded and we're yeah. just trying to hurt at that point. I wouldn't have the capacity to be like, stop, let's hit record so we can come back to yeah. this. I feel like I've been waiting my entire life to finally have a vitamin that's actual real food. Gem is the first real food, whole food multivitamin. Gem daily essentials come in bite-sized cubes that provide a comprehensive blend of over 15 superfoods, botanicals, probiotics, vitamins, minerals, and more concentrated in a tasty bite. The Gem Bite is your first true non-synthetic multivitamin alternative featuring only plant ingredients and delivering over 15 key vitamins. Gem is not synthetic. It is a real food that is fully absorbed by your body for maximum bioavailability and to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. It's not a pill. It's perfect for anyone that may have difficulty swallowing pills. It's a tasty bite that is concentrated with superfoods, herbs, probiotics, prebiotics, and algae that are often not found in the average multivitamin. Gem ingredients are designed to work together in perfect synergy. So each bite is more the sum of its parts to help boost your mood, energy, brain function, and more. And right now for all our Radically Loved listeners, you can get 30% off of your first order when you go to dailygem.co slash loved. That's dailygem.co forward slash loved. You can get 30% off of your first order. That's dailygem.co forward slash loved. The conversation of the recordings has already been established. Mm -hmm. So we've had countless years of practice of getting to that heightened state. And so our remedy was we both made a decision that when it's called for, we're going to record because he's down to record because he says, you're going to feel a certain way once you listen to this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're going to feel a certain way when you listen to this. So yeah, let's do it. So in a way, it's a record of what is being discussed, which again, I've found helpful. And and the way that we do this is we have the discussion and it does get heated. And there's a point where you start going around in circles and nothing's really, you're repeating the same thing over and over and over. And if you notice, those of you that are in relationships, 
the minute that you get to that place where you're repeating yourself and going back to the thing, they're defending themselves, you're going back to the thing, they're defending themselves, the conversation is done. So you have to either just walk away, take a moment, let the situation breathe and come back to the conversation with a solution, right? So what recording the conversations has helped me realize is that my tone and my vernacular can be very aggressive and can be very confrontational, Mm. right? So because I just go there, that's where I go. I'm also, you know, I could get very in my ego and I'm like, do not cross me because Mm -hmm. I will do my best to, you know, we say things that cut, Yeah, you know, you know that, right? I mean, you, you get it. You, I'm sure you guys have done it. You know exactly what to say to hurt the other person, but I will tell you when you guys are calm and every, everything's great and you're having your morning routine or breakfast or a nice Sunday afternoon by the pool and you go back and you listen, it is cringy. I mean, both parties can really cringe. And I, I don't necessarily recommend that people go there and do that. But what I do recommend is going back Mm -hmm. and don't listen to your partner, just listen to yourself Mm. and think about it. Like, so what I've learned is I have to talk to him and make a point the way that I want to be spoken to, Mm -hmm. the way that I want to be treated, because I will be the first one to say if, if he talked to me the way I talk to him, sometimes I would, there's, I would not stand for it mm-hmm. because of just the way, the intensity at which I elevate. That mm-hmm. is so unnecessary. But again, it's just part of a learned behavior that I've worked really hard over the last two, three years to dial back. And the recording has really helped me do that. Wow. Because That's- also I don't want the evidence. It's like, oh, we're recording. Now I'm going to be super chill. I'm going to be really nice. And it almost gives you that level of awareness that otherwise you would not have in a heated argument. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, imagining myself listening to a recorded conversation that was heated, maybe by myself or with Jorge present, and imagining how that wouldn't spark a flame again for me to you said Get something upset. key. Yeah. You said something key. When you're listening to this, just listen to yourself. Yeah. Which if I put that hat on and really commit to that, I can see it being such a useful reflective tool and very progressive. Yes. In building a better way to communicate with your partner. So thank you for pointing that out. Yes. Yeah. I would because if not I mean, and the thing is, it's about timing yeah, and utilizing the right time to go back because it, in the beginning for us, it was like, I'm recording this because I want you to hear how wrong how, you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, <sighs> you know, mm. we would go back and he'd be like, well, that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but that's how I'm taking it. So what matters more? Who's opinion and feelings matter more. Mm -hmm. The fact that you don't feel that I took it the right way or that I'm telling you that I took it the wrong way. Yeah. Whose side is more important? And the the answer is that both parties are very important. And this is the issue that I've had in my personal relationship for many years with Tori has been 
you don't get to decide how I feel. Mm. I get to decide how I feel. And obviously he has the same feeling. Like I don't get to tell him that I wasn't being aggressive. Mm. If he feels that I'm being aggressive, then I have to take that in and say, okay, I need to dial it back. I don't go right back in and say, I am not being aggressive. You're being extra. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like vice versa. So I think just really, it's about respect. It's about kindness. It's about having a conversation that is going to serve you both. And it's interesting because in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Jan C done as a guest. And we had this exact conversation. She's written eight New York Times bestselling books. She wrote this incredible book called How Not to Hate Your Husband After Kids. And we, she goes in on the different tools, how she learned how to negotiate by talking to this FBI hostage negotiator and she shares. So I was, the reason why this was such an interesting conversation, because obviously we don't have kids, we have dogs and pets, and I know that you guys do too. But to me, all of the issues that were presented in the book were the same struggles and issues that Tori and I have had. And so it was such a, and I don't recommend the recording to everybody. And obviously your both partners have to be in agreement, especially if you're in the state of California, because it's illegal to record somebody without their permission. Anyway, um, side note. So yes, I think being able to reflect for yourself, because at the end of the day, all we can do is be better people ourselves. We can't control somebody else's narrative. We can't control somebody else's reactions. We can't control the way we make somebody feel. Mm. All we can do is manage our own reactivity to act from a place of kindness as opposed to be reactive, to utilize our words wisely, to have a loving tone. For me, the biggest issue is my tone. I can have a very cut, cutty (laughs) type of of tone. And so I feel like listening back to these discussions that Tori and I have had has really helped me bring those levels down. Mm, Gosh, I want to try that, but it's terrifying. (laughs) What is terrifying about it? Are you, is it yourself? You just don't want to hear what you sound like? You know, as I listen to you talk about your issue being tone, my issue is shouting. And, And this is according to Jorge, because I always say I'm not shouting, and I'm probably shouting that when I'm saying I'm not shouting. <laughs> and um, so it'd be interesting to to actually hear that and to try to ascertain for myself whether or not. Okay, so I feel let's, like I'm shouting. But let's go back to the shouting. So, do you think you're just being loud, or do you think you're shouting? Do you think you shout? I honestly always argue with him on that point because. I feel like I'm I'm maybe raising my voice, but there's a difference between raising my voice. Like right now, I'm I'm speaking very clearly from my diaphragm. I feel like I'm being direct, and I might raise that an octave to get a point across, but I don't feel like I'm screaming or shouting at the top of my lungs. 
So, and but for for Jorge, that's a trigger. The second to him, I am shouting, he stops listening, and then he starts slinging the stingers and the zingers. Yes, yes, yes. So that's the key kind of for us, the, the tipping point. And I'm really curious. I'm thinking back to this the last argument we just had, which we haven't argued like that in a long time. So it's really interesting to hear you talk about this and then think back and, and try to apply it to that situation. I had kind of an aha moment that I don't know, I don't know if you want to hear about it, if it's relevant, but it's got me thinking a lot about this kind of construct of thinking about myself, I'll just kind of summarize, as a victim, for mm. lack of a better word, for most of the beginning of our marriage. Mm. And he said something to me that made me second guess that, which made me feel like, oh, this is a perspective shift where I'm not a victim. You know, there are things we were talking about, Amber Heard and, and Johnny Depp, where both of us came to the table traumatized, which is what we do in relationships, right? Because we bring our past with us into our relationship. We bring our childhood trauma, we bring our ancestral trauma into a relationship. And and then we try to like work things out and learn mm -hmm. how to grow up together and grow together. And for whatever reason, Jorge and I made these choices. And like I talk about all the time, I went into the corporate work world and I was blaming that career decision on Jorge. And I don't know that that's fair as I think back on that now. Mm. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. No, you know, so no, that's, that's really great <laughs> reflection. There's a lot of decisions that I think about in those same terms where I look back and resentment that I'd hold yeah. towards him, I realized had nothing to do with him and had more to do with my inability to make a decision for myself or feeling insecure about something that exactly. I did that I want to just put on somebody else. So I think it's really important actually that people take that time to reflect. And one thing that I'm curious that I think would be worth you and Jorge having a conversation just as I'm listening to you with regard to the octave raising mm -hmm. to define what that edge is mm -hmm. for him. Because for you, you want to be heard and you know that he shuts down. So you get louder because mm -hmm. he's put the wall up where instead there could be a different way of broaching that wall that doesn't involve your voice getting higher. Mm -hmm. And I think I've had to learn that. So I know that when I get amped, he's put the wall up. There is no, and sometimes I just want to get it out and I just need a punching bag. And that's not ever fair for any, any either party. Right. Yeah. But I think it's really noteworthy to define what those, what that range is so that you can utilize that as a helpful tool, as opposed to, okay, yeah, I just know that this is what happens. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm yelling. He thinks I'm yelling. It's like, okay, let's define what a yell is. Like, let's literally define is this too loud? Is this too loud? Is this too loud? Am I yelling at you here, here, here? Oh, so is it maybe certain words that I'm using or is it you feel me getting agitated and it's not necessarily the yelling or it's the agitation, maybe it's the energy, like to really define mm -hmm. what yelling is. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then yeah. try and give him the validation of, I understand that this is how you feel because it's exact same thing. Tori thinks I'm yelling. 
I'm talking like this. I'm not yelling. And I'm telling him, I'm not yelling at you. And if he feels I'm yelling at him, I need to stop and think, okay, I'm sorry that you feel like I'm yelling at you. That's not my intention. Do you want to take a minute? Do you want me to sit down? Would you rather me sit? Would you rather me lay on my yoga mat while I talk to you? Like, do you see what I'm saying? There's just like a different way of broaching the topic. So I don't, I mean, I think, wow, Wisdom Wednesday really took a turn, didn't it? (laughs) I had a whole different topic in mind, which... Perfect. It's yes. it's uh, <laughs> relatable and it's, it, you know, uh, we're going with the culture, cultural topics of the day. And I think this will be really useful for some people out there. Let us know. agree. Yes, please do. I love that feedback. Yes. Oh. And Rosie, gosh, I feel like I just, you know, got kind of therapied in a great way. <laughs> Well, for me, I felt like so validated and seen by you. And I know that you and I, we often use each other as bouncing boards for relationships. And it always makes me feel better to know that somebody else has gone through it or is going through it. And it gives me so much solace. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm not alone in this. You know, this is a, this is part of being human. This is part of any relationship, whether you think it's perfect or there's somebody else out there for you, you're still going to have to go through the Yes. Learning. Yes. Hashtag learning. <laughs> Hashtag learning. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Tessa. We hope you enjoyed this episode and, and send us your thoughts. You can email us info at radicallylove.com. Don't forget to share this with a friend or your partner. Maybe they need to listen to this. Send it back to them if they sent it to you. Be like, you need to listen to this too. Enjoy. We love you all so much and we'll be back next week thank you so much for listening to the radically loved podcast please remember to subscribe rate and review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on facebook at radically loved rosie on instagram at rosie acosta and twitter at rosie acosta by the way this is original music by dj taz rashid you can follow dj taz on spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.